This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Home and Away podcast. My name is Albert Gim, and I'm usually of the Draft Ag NBA podcast. And um, I'm going to admit something here on the pod right now. Um, I have a very special guest with us today, and his name is Alex Tuhi um, of Gonzaga University. And we actually started recording about 30 minutes ago, and I'm an idiot and forgot to press record. So we're here and we're going to pretend like we haven't been talking for the last 30 minutes and we're going to get right back into it. First off, Alex, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good to be here. It's almost as if uh, we're just meeting for the first time now. But um, I just want to say appreciate you coming on the show once again. And um, like I mentioned before, uh, before we started recording and after the first time we were recording, but um, you are a player that um, is a really you're a really interesting player. And somebody that a lot of the guys at our website are really interested in. And myself and Corey and the Tylers, we got to see you uh, in Portland at the Nike Hoop Summit. Got to see you play live and in person. So I guess the first, I guess the most natural place for us to start was, how was that experience for you at the Nike Hoop Summit? What were some of the things that um, you were kind of surprised by, um, whether it was the style of play or the players there? What was that experience like for you kind of overall? Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, being friends with Tyrese Proctor, who's done it all before, talking to him about how he enjoyed it and what he thought of it, and then kind of going myself and seeing it. I think the biggest kind of difference was definitely um, the athleticism. I say playing against the competition we're used to in Australia probably aren't as athletic as some of the athletes over there. Um, and then obviously players coming from different play styles, it was different kind of seeing how different guys play coming from a high school system in America, prep schools. Um, but then, yeah, it was a, it was really cool just seeing how different guys play. But playing against the different level of athletes was definitely probably the most different part to what we're used to in Australia. Absolutely, and um, something that you know while I was there, something I got to witness for myself. But I felt like um, Coach Canales and Coach Marshall Cho and the whole staff over there uh, for the World Team, it, it felt like they were in a really short amount of time were able to build like a really good relationship and connection with you guys. I was wondering what was that experience like in terms of you guys and the coaches? What were some things that maybe they were teaching you guys or going through that um, kind of stuck with you afterwards as well? Yeah, no, it was great having such experienced coaches over there, seeing how we kind of got after it every day in training, seeing the level of intensity everyone practiced with. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was just seeing how much it meant to those guys. Like, the coaches, the players, everyone, everyone was really excited to get in. It was really cool just seeing how much it meant to them and kind of really seeing that from both sides, the coaches, they were just as excited as the players. So that was something that I was really, really enjoyed seeing. And I tried to kind of bring that back over here. Um, and then, yeah, just 
having such great coaches that little things that maybe might not uh, seem like much that really just helped trying to kind kind of change the way that we trained. Um, so kind of getting us going was was awesome. For sure. And, um, you know, it's something that yeah we talked about before as well, but I, I feel like your game was really interesting to watch. Um, I felt like you were a guy that could literally fit into any team, super versatile, a guy that, you know, could just play with anybody. Um, for our listeners out there who maybe aren't as familiar with your game, do you think you can give us kind of like the lowdown of what your game is like? And um, I speak a little bit to that versatility and adaptability that I mentioned as well. Yeah, so I think if you had to define it, I'd say I'm a three, um, small forward, but being versatile was something that I've learned from a young age, being able to play different positions. Um, my head coach at the moment, Rob McKinley, is big on just playing motionless, playing positionless basketball, playing an emotion offense, just being able to make plays when you get the ball, playing in different positions, and the best spot to play is on the court, which is the big thing they keep saying, so it's being able to fit in what the team needs and then seeing whatever I can do to try and help if I need a shift up, make a bigger lineup, play the two, carry the ball, whatever it needs, and then being able to shift down, playing against quicker teams, switching on balls, that kind of thing, being able to play on the on the bigger side. Um, and then just growing up, being, being kind of taller than, than other guys, um, learn how to play big. So let little tricks from the big guys and playing against them before trainings was big for me. And then on the flip side of that, playing against the guards, seeing how they kind of see the game, how they read the pick and roll, playing with some great point guards, Dyson Daniels, Tyrus Proctor, uh, Nico Moretti at Illinois, those guys that just make the right pass every time. So being able to see that that aspect of the game has just been real good for my versatility. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, some of the words that you're using, like positionless basketball, right, versatility, all that stuff, the NBA front offices and GMs and uh, coaches, they love that type of stuff. So obviously, you know, with those attributes being a part of your game, um, I was wondering, who are some players in the NBA that you kind of look to as role models and guys that you're trying to kind of model your game after? I think a big one is uh, Jimmy Butler. I like the way he plays. He's kind of may look simple, but get the job done, whatever the team needs, rebounds, pushes it, knows how to score. Um, Kind of seeing his attitude to the game, I really like watching him play. And then other side, I like Austin Reeves as well. Um, Austin Reeves, in the way he comes off pick and rolls, makes the right decision, kind of keeps it simple, but knows how to make the right reads, get downhill, can facilitate for other guys. So I like like that side of it as well. And then kind of other other wings like Bojan Bogdanovic, those guys that really just know how to get to their spot, um, know how to use their advantage, their size. Kind of like Luca as well, he just gets in the right spot. Might not use all the answers, but they put balance for a little bit, create that separation, just rise up over it. So take a lot of things from different guys, but I'd say they're probably the main ones. Um, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about the versatility of your game and then all the guys you mentioned are pretty different guys, you know, and I think that kind of speaks to your overall game at large, right? I think there are different aspects of your game that you're trying to add and kind of bring all together. And, and I think it's interesting, like while I was there in Portland watching you play at the Nike Hoop Summit and obviously during the scrimmages and stuff, watching you play against the Portland Generals was a really interesting game for me to watch. I felt like you were really able to flash 
that versatility that we're talking about, right? On the defensive end, you know, you were asked to do a little bit of rim, rim protection, being the low man, um, you know, boxing out for rebounds, and then also grabbing and going. There are a lot, a lot of times where you're able to grab the board and push down the court. And, you know, something that I was wondering was, especially on the defensive side of the ball, watching you on defense, both in person and on tape, um, that's where I really felt like I saw a lot of the versatility. I think you do a great job of um, anticipating, you know, in, in the passing lanes. I think you do, do a great job of, of using your length and being active with your hands and fighting to stay in front of a, in front of guys. Can you speak a little bit more to the versatility of your defense and how a lot of that stuff looks really instinctual, but also could come from coaching as well? Yeah, well, I think I think it is kind of a bit instinctual, kind of just having that feel for the game. Um, but with that, I think that's kind of grown over time. Being able to hear the COE and the NBA Academy, we have certain rotation principles on defense and kind of what we want to send our defenders, how we want to help and rotate. And then being able to go from that to the national team and see how they do things differently and seeing how the guys know how to kind of stunt different ways, kind of deter passes and seeing all that. And then being able to go over to Hoop Summit and once again, being able to kind of fit in and, might not have had too much time to work things out, but just being able to draw from what I learned and all those different experiences we had at trainings, just different repetitions, knowing if someone's going to drive baseline, where the most likely passes are from just seeing how many times the pass gets thrown. So being able to see that and being able to expect it and trying to not be one step ahead, but being able to be the first the first uh, person to make the read and go and take, take the ball, go and rotate, put a hand in the lane. I think that's just all come from a lot of training and, kind of just feel for the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, feel is a part of it. Coaching and training is a part of it, a part of it, but also like just from watching your game, it, it seems like you're a very cerebral player. You know, you're, you're always thinking the game, something that my co-host Corey says all the time is, you know, you may not be able to play the game fast, but if you think the game fast, then you can play fast, you know? And that, that's something that I noticed about your game too. Like you've mentioned it before in different interviews, you may not be, the most athletic guy out here, but I think there's a processing level to your game that's extremely high, as, as you know, people will call a basketball IQ or feel or all these things. Can you speak to kind of obviously? I mean, you could say like, oh, you know, I'm just born with it, whatever. But there, there really is this cerebral aspect of your game that I think really shows when you're on the court. If you could speak to where that comes from as well, I think it's kind of hard to to quantify into one thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it is a lot of training, um, being able to kind of see how different things play out. And then if we're in that same situation that we were in training, seeing how if someone makes a different read on offense, if, if, if someone comes off pick and roll and I've got to lift out of the corner, if I see my man turn his head and I back up, being able to see that when I am playing. And then if I do get subbed out and kind of just watching how it unfolds that training as well, um, Seeing that, we're big big here on uh, taking notes after training, so making mm -hmm. sure we write down in our journal what we saw. So being able to reflect on that. Um, watching a lot of basketball was a big thing for me as well. I probably used to not watch very much. And then the second that I kind of started watching it more and really watched it from a, from a basketball player's perspective, I think just unconsciously just picked up things with that. So kind of seeing uh, different offenses, how to pick up on that, how they guard ball screens, looking at little things like that. And then just being able to see how players play, what their tendency are. Do they like to go right, like to go left, which sides they pull up, mm -hmm. uh, which footwork they like. So being able to just look at that thing and maybe not 
putting too much thought into it, but kind of just reflecting on it here and there, just seeing how different people have different tendencies and different right. teams on different offenses. So just trying to break down the game as much as possible. And then when I do get into it, having to not really think and just know that I've seen stuff like this before, feel like I'm uncomfortable in almost every situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think absorbing it all is important, right? You can see things and you can feel things, but unless you process everything, which is why I, I think it's it's really interesting what you said about how you, you're taking notes after. That's something I didn't know that people did, but that sounds pretty smart. And that's something that I think a lot of people should practice. Um, along those lines, obviously, um, you're going to be entering a new level of basketball now. Um, something that we had mentioned before is, you know, there's kind of like a progression from NBA Academy to whatever. Um, actually, first off, why don't we talk about the NBA Academy a little bit for our listeners out there and myself included. Um, I wasn't super uh, educated or in the know about the NBA Academy. But if you could speak a little bit about your experience at the NBA Academy, how that's helped you and your development and has helped you become the player that you are today. Yeah, so it's been great here at the NBA Academy and NBA Academy is kind of a, it's in line with what we call the Basketball Australia Center of Excellence. So that's the Australian side of the program, but they're pretty much the same thing. So um, just being able to come in, I'm from Canberra, so I'm from this city. So my brother was kind of on the fringe of, of being in the in the academies, but he came out and trained a little bit. So kind of being familiar of what it's about and just how elite some of the guys, like Jack White, um, played at Duke, now is at Denver, kind of he was one of the main men, main guys back then, so kind of seeing how elite the players that they get in. And then when I did kind of get old enough and was asked to come in, being able to see guys like Dyson Daniels and Tyrese Proctor, all those guys that kind of were at the top of their game and were at the top of the program. So coming in young, might have struggled early, but once you get used to that um, level of physicality, the athletes, uh, the, the load, how much training we do, and then after you get used to that, then really just, excelling in training um putting the best foot forward after getting used to it and then towards the end of it kind of being a leader in the program being one of those guys that other people look up to and then people that are younger and outside of the program look up to is what the program's about so trying to hold myself at a high standard with that and then kind of just that cycle it's almost like a college year so we got mm. guys at school go to school come back and then we'll train in the afternoon um, guys that aren't at school will train in the morning recover, eat, all that kind of thing, and then train in the afternoon with everyone again. So it's just a high-level environment where everyone everyone gets better every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> basketball is life, right? So it sounds like that's the type of ethos that they have going on over there. Um, yeah. And with you, you know your basketball journey and all that you experienced in the NBA Academy, now you're taking that next step in your journey and you're going to be in Spokane, Washington playing for Gonzaga and something that I was curious about um, and that, you know, I wanted to ask was obviously heading into your freshman season. This is another jump for you. Um, another context, another challenge, you know, and um, I'm sure you've had your conversations with coach Mark few and the staff there. What, what are some of the things that the coaching staff um, is asking you to kind of prepare for and to work on right now before your freshman season? Yeah, so having chats with the coaches pretty often has been good. And then main thing is just being able to ready, being ready to play, um, being ready to play in different positions, being versatile, which they which they like. And then probably more specifically, um, just can always be a better shooter. So working on the shot, a big part of their offense is being able to go inside and outside, make shots, 
Uh, I think with me as well, probably shooting off the dribble is a big part of what I'm trying to work on or what they think is a good point to work on. And then just being able to guard different players, um, bigger guys and smaller guards, just being able to be a more versatile defender, which I, I'd say I'm a versatile defender now, but just always want to get different experiences, being able to guard different players. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, like it is going to be a step up and you are going to be going against a higher competition and guys that are really really talented and it's going to be a different level but you know in different interviews that you've done i've seen you mention the shooting and i know we've talked about this before but wanted to kind of hear this again but the mechanical aspects of your shot um something that when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply I was able to see in person was I think your shot, the foundations of your shot look good. It looks fluid. It looks repeatable. You look balanced, but clearly there is a desire in your end to continue to grow as a shooter, as everybody should, right? All, even the best shooters are never fully happy with their jump shot, but was wondering the mechanical aspects of your jump shot, how you're working on that and what exactly you're trying to improve upon. Yeah. So I'd say kind of got a pretty fundamental jump shot, um, a lot of repetitions with that, but I think, now, for me, it's a lot more kind of being able to shoot on the move, off the dribble, kind of if I am off balance, get myself in the right body position, so dropping shoulders, putting my feet down, and then off the dribble, being able to have different footwork coming into my shot. So being able to go same feet, left, right, right, left, sidestep, step backs, all those kind of different things where my body might be going one way, but I've got to snap back and get in a different position. But it's just getting to my shot and then once I've got my foundation of where I'm in my shot and then it is just a, another jump shot. Once I'm there, I feel comfortable, but it's just being able to get my feet so I am comfortable getting into that spot. So being able to move, keep my head still, getting my shoulders down, being able to lower shoulders, getting my feet right. I think that's just a big thing for me is now being able to shoot on the move and under pressure off the dribble. Yeah, no, for sure. And considering, you know, your size and the position that you want to play, and obviously, you know, you, you said earlier that you feel like you're a three, but um, I also know that you're being coached right now. And you mentioned before that you're being coached to kind of play positionless basketball, right? And there may be a scenario where you're playing on a team and they're going to ask you to maybe even play small ball four, and maybe they have you run pick, pick and roll and you're the screener and you come off the short roll, you might have to make some decisions or even pull up from the mid range. And I, I think the idea of, being more comfortable shooting with the ball in your hands, right? Obviously off the dribble and off movement. I think all of that is going to be really effective for you, right? And the type of pl play that you want to kind of show off on the next level, uh, along with the shooting and the movement shooting and off the dribble and off that, all that stuff. Um, something that I noticed was obviously with the rebounding and your ability to push it up the court. Um, I, I thought you, it, I thought it wasn't flashy, but I thought there were some moments where you were able to flash some of your passing ability. I uh, was wondering if you could speak a little bit to your playmaking and how that, you know, that aspect of your game is maybe slightly underrated. Yeah, so I think that's a big thing I've heard from our coaches and, and other coaches is that Australians are very good passers. Um, I think Josh Giddy is probably the biggest example of that being just a fantastic passer. So him being a bigger guard, 
that can throw over and under. I think that's something I try and look at for a lot of aspects of my passing, being able to throw over the top, kind of seeing over defense. Um, so I think that's been been big for me, watching him do it at that high level as well. And some people doubted him. A lot of people doubted that he could continue it at the high level, but he showed that he can. So I think being able to understand and make the simple pass is tremendous. And I think a lot of teams, a lot of players sometimes get caught up in trying to make a flashy play, but I think being able to throw the simple pass and then making the flashy pass look simple, which I think Josh Giddy does to perfection, might look crazy, but if you break it down to what he does, he knows how to get it there um, without doing too much. So I think being able to do that and then creating off the dribble as well, coming off pick and rolls, being able to understand what defender's going to help if I throw it to a certain way, if I throw a pass fake somewhere, who's going right. to jump at it. And then, yeah, just being able to kind of be one step ahead on that, um, on the offensive end, seeing where the defense is going to go and what they've been doing in the last few few sequences of play and in the whole game in general, just being able to understand where the defense is going to be and being able to make the right pass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say like we do a lot of these interviews with players and I think just from our conversation here, I do want to emphasize once again, it, it does feel like they're, the processing is high with you and clearly like you're thinking about all these different outcomes. And I think overall just, you know, as we mentioned before, you are going to be taking this leap to the next level and be playing in college. And then, you know, fingers crossed. And, we, you know, obviously with your skill level and your size, I'm sure you have the NBA in mind. And obviously you're a part of the NBA Academy. And they're talking about the NBA and stuff like that. Just wondering, you know, we've talked a lot about your versatility. We've talked a lot about the different positions that you play. Um, other than the shooting. Um, other than the movement shooting, things like that. What else are you currently working on? And do you want to continue to work on to not only prepare you for college basketball, but beyond that as well? Um, yeah, I think there's a few things. I think definitely ball handling, um, being able to make plays if I do need to play more heavily on the ball. Um, I think being able to make sure I can stay low when I'm playing dribble, being able to control the defender, moving around with my body. Um, something that Luka, Luka Doncic does really well, always being in control. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, and then with that, kind of being able to break people down on the drives, break people down on pick and roll, ISO, anything like that. Um, so I think the handle is definitely a big part of it. And that's definitely been a big point for me every day, kind of working before training, in training, think about, okay, I'm going to put myself in the guard group today, the point guards. Um, and then being able to work with coaches, breaking down film a lot. So I think that's probably a big part for me. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, all this to say, I, I, it is exciting to think about you playing on that Gonzaga team next year. And I and I know you've mentioned in other um, interviews as well, but um, your decision to go to Gonzaga, um, looking at that roster and looking at kind of the lineage and the history of um foreign players that have gone to Gonzaga and played there was wondering what that process was for, like for you, you know, deciding, deciding to go to Gonzaga um, and obviously their history of having foreign players there in the past. Yeah. So I think had some great schools in mind and then heading to Gonzaga kind of looking at how they've had international guys before was a big part for me and my family is seeing how they had to look after guys and they had a, understand how they used to play and how that transition is going to be. And then seeing that they were kind of bigger guards, bigger wings, whatever you'd like to call it. I think that was big for me. And then seeing that they do play similar to Australian and FIBA rules was big for me. So they, they play quick, which we 
do in Australia and internationally with 24 seconds. So I didn't want to kind of get bogged down in a 30 second shot clock where you stand in the corner. So being able to play fast, which I like doing, and then being able to play in a in a system, I guess that uh, is similar to ours. So mm-hmm. they'll break out a lot after rebound, so they'll rebound and kick it ahead, which I like, and I see myself doing. And they sometimes they'll go four guards, one big. Sometimes they'll go bigger lineups, which I really like to play in as well. So yeah, just being able to be a basketball player on the court, and I feel like that that was the best school for me to just go out there and play basketball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, looking at the roster, and this, this was something that happened last season. But it, I, for our listeners out there who know me, I'm Korean American, grew up in the states, but my parents are Korean, so uh, I know that there is a Korean, you know, national team player on Gonzaga. I don't know if you've ever played with him or have even met him, um, but. Um, I'm really excited to see you guys play because he's another guy who is, I think he's similar to your size, but also mm-hmm. a really skilled guard. I, I was wondering, do you have any exposure to his game? Have you ever played with him or seen him play before? Uh, so he, he was at the NBA Academy just a bit before I was okay. um, in Canberra. So he was, uh, I think he left early to go do some other stuff, but okay. I definitely heard of him and seen some videos of him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see you guys play. And, um, you know, to kind of wrap up, something that I like to do is to ask some not as serious questions and maybe not so much basketball related stuff. But obviously, you're coming over from Australia to Spokane, Washington, um, which to me seems like a bit will be a bit of an adjustment for you. But was wondering, you're going to be going to univer- U.S. University. You're going to be a college student here in the States. Was wondering how you're feeling about that whole transition as a whole. And what are some things you're looking forward to maybe you're a little nervous about certain things how are, how are you ultimately preparing for that big transition as well yeah so i'm excited um my brother actually went to college so he played played at a div two school near michigan saginaw valley um so he played there five years and then hearing about his experience and how he kind of came in um and just seeing how he learned to adjust to the way they play over there and how he got along with his teammates, how everyone interacted, how he got along with the coach, um, hearing about what classes were like and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really good to have him around and hearing about his experience there. And I think it's going to be a bit different going to um, a different school, a different environment. Um, he was he was near Michigan, so he's probably a bit colder than, than Spokane. But uh, yeah, no, I think it'll be a great experience. And then meeting new people will be great. And Seeing they've had internationals before, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to feel very welcome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this may be on the deeper end. And, you know, obviously you haven't even started your college career yet. But just wondering, do you have any personal aspirations, things that you really want to accomplish before your college career is over? Uh, i got a few. I think the... Okay. Probably the main one is just trying to help the team win. I think okay. they've had such a winning legacy for the last however long they've been around. So I think just being able to continue with that, and I think that probably is what helps me play my best basketball, is just being motivated to play for the team. Um, and then second is knowing uh, we got a uh, – how many people? we got three players from uh, St. Mary's that are all kind of one, some of my best friends. So I think okay. the other one is that is just beat St. Mary's as many times as possible. <laughs> 
That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. And also, I have to say, you know, considering you're a guy that takes notes after every practice, I'm not surprised that you have some goals written down. So that's good to hear. Um, also, was wondering, and this is something for me personally, because, you know, myself and a lot of my f- close friends were super into like fashion and shoes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. was wondering, do you have a favorite on-court shoe and a favorite o- off-court shoe? Um, I think it's a good question. I think my favorite on-court shoe... I really like the the KD fifteens. I think they okay. they're really nice. Um, LeBron twenties as well, um, but I think I probably have to go the KD fifteens. Okay. Okay. What about off the court? Off the court, I, I'd say uh, the shoe culture, at least where I where I grew up, it wasn't kind of a big thing. It was more mm-hmm. just wear shoes because they're practical. But yeah, kind of being exposed to different guys at the academy here, seeing how they take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. I'd say my favorite off-court shoe is probably Jordan 4s. Okay. That's a that's a Well, first off, I want to say um I am not playing at any level that's even close to yours. I play um with my friends at a Korean church. Um mm-hmm. so that's where we play basketball, but I've been play, I've been playing in the KD15s. Love those. Have the 20s mm-hmm. as well. Those are great as well. I just feel like the 15s I I, I just yeah, it's a great shoe. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and the Jordan 4, of course, is a classic um, sneaker as well. But Alex, I, I do want to say I really appreciate you coming on. I think for me, just the biggest thing was watching you play in person and watching kind of like, like I mentioned before, right, your ability to adapt, to be versatile, to flash so many different skills was why I was like, oh, I really want to talk to this guy. I really want to get an understand, better understanding of how your game came to be the way that it is. And so before we go, just if you can, maybe as like a farewell to our listeners, but what's something that, whether it's a coaching staff or at Gonzaga or anywhere, um, What's something that people might be surprised about when it comes to like your personality, something that people don't know until they actually get to know you and see you play on the court or even off the court as well? Yeah, I think I think a big thing is probably toughness and competitiveness. Um, my parents kind of parents both were in the army, so that was a big thing with me, toughness, kind of seeing how they dealt with different stuff as well. And then I think off the court is kind of sense of humor. I think that's a, a big thing that a lot of the teammates will probably start to understand, which I'm excited for. Got it. Got it. No, absolutely. I, I think in terms of the competitiveness, we saw that too. And, you know, I, I tried thinking about it. Like if I was in your shoes and I came to the Nike Hoop Summit and I'm playing with a bunch of guys that I've never met before. And then suddenly I'm playing against some team called the Portland Generals that maybe you've never heard of before as well. But I, I think that competitiveness pe- competitiveness definitely kind of came across to everybody in the gym. And, you know, to be totally honest, that gym was packed with NBA front office execs and scouts and media scouts and everybody, right? And and I feel like you were really able to show off a lot of your game. So appreciate that. And before we go, Alex, is there do you, is there like a Twitter handle, an IG handle, maybe even a YouTube channel that you want to plug before we go? Uh, I guess I think my Instagram is Tui Alex. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Once again, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, This was the Home and Away podcast of the No Ceilings NBA Podcast Network. You guys can find our stuff 
all the time. We're pumping out content every single day that is completely free. Be on the lookout for um, all the different pods that come out during the week and not just our pods, but our written work as well. And uh, we appreciate you, Alex, for coming on once again. And until next week, or yeah, I actually don't know who's recording next week, but whoever it is, it's going to be awesome. Thanks for joining us. Later, guys.